all right, for the record, you know, his wife say is okay. He could talk <laughs> for the next hour or two before she bother him. Yeah. General Podcast, we have the frontman from Mindscape Laboratory here to discuss the upcoming album, Memes, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. Okay. Everybody, <laughs> it's Matthew Coelho. So, Coelho or Coelho? Coelho, whatever you want to say. Coelho is like uh, the bread company then. Uh, yeah, the poor side. <laughs> <laughs> no, because every time I drive in on the road, I see the, the fellas with the big blue van now. Yeah, Kiss actually you own them now. Yeah, so. Kiss own them now. But, uh, you know, well, when you're not talking about your bread empire, <laughs> you're talking about um, Mindscape. I, lo- I do love buns. I do. Everybody does love buns. Yeah. But um, in all honesty, let's jump straight to it. Um, on the topic of bread, you guys have in your album, Launch at La Cantina. What? It's <laughs> a pizzeria us. Well, yeah, bread. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. I thought it was a, it was a good transition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. good. But, so, but why only pick Lacandine out of all the places? How was the um, venue search? Because it seemed to me for an entire week you were checking every place in Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, it's one of the few places that actually had a little outdoor area. One, so it would have less complication in, in terms of sound when you actually want the, the right sound that you want. Because a lot of venues, the sound engineers does have a hard time, uh, basically, not getting a lot of feedback and review and all these kinds of problems that they run into. So you With, just wanted to have a top quality sound set. Yeah. And plus a comfortable venue. I mean, and they have decent food. So, I mean, food is always a plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you yeah. know, but uh, I mean, so you guys projecting now, how much people there exactly, you know? Well, we had like a million, but you know, we could dream. We could dream. <laughs> it also let your memes be dreams. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, um, realistically, probably about 350, 400, hopefully. So we'll aim for that. Well, this is this this has been a big thing coming. How long has this album been in production? Because ever since I think what 20, 2011, 2012, 13, everybody talked about the Mindscape album coming. Yeah. It's, and why has the process been so long? Well, number one, we were pretty unexperienced with the whole recording process. That was one. We learned a lot of things during the process. Um, we initially wanted to release the end of last year. Yeah. That was the original goal, but couldn't make it. Um, and initially we had wanted, what's, what's his guy name again? The guy who had, had to, had to mix on master first. Well, he, it ended up falling through Max Davis, right? He okay. was living, on, he living in California and works with some big bands and things. Of course, Buck, of Maya, Buck needs kind of to stuff. have very fancy people working on his album. Yeah, so we end up getting through with Zach Tuck um, from Epitaph Records, so, you know, we hope that works out well. And so yeah. right now, we will, when this album records, well, when, this, when this podcast drops, I would assume the album should be out because you guys mm. are looking at end of June. Yeah. End of June final. And you're doing um, print or you're just doing straight online streaming? Uh, we're doing a limited amount of prints. Okay. Yeah, just Limited for novelty, just for the novelty of it. You know, but those uh, kids that still use CD players. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> for those for those dads that use CD players, <laughs> I can't seem to get into the streaming well, service. You know, consider it, consider it old techno now. So you know how we'd buy vinyl players and be like, oh yeah, this is like. But 
fucking need a trap horse. Stuff, retro <laughs> stuff. Uh. So, what do you whippersnappers know about cassette? Yeah, back in my day. <laughs> we used to pirate shit off the radio. Yeah, while hanging upside down from mountains. <laughs> No, but but okay. So, um, how many tracks are you looking to have? A handful. Eleven. It's a full out. Al- it's a full size yeah, album, full so album. it's over forty five minutes. Yeah, it's fifty two minutes and some. Yeah. And it's going to be that. What kind of like genre splitting in comparison to past metal albums that are coming out of Turnout? Because I read an article not too long ago mm-hmm. classified Mindscape as I believe it, the exact words were progressive gent. Yeah. Um. We actually were a lot more gent in when we initially formed the band. Well, I kind of joined late. The initial founders, Bucca and Aaron, they were more on the gent coarser. But then as we progressed like on the Like periphery, animals, leaders. It was yeah. kind of like very progressive, techie yeah. kind. So now you would more classify the sound of the album as... I, kinda, I guess a mix between progressive, metalcore, and a little something else. I, I, I can't really put my finger on it, to be honest. So the... Um, yeah, there's a lot of different elements. Well, yeah, because... I from what I from what I get from what I the few times that I didn't encounter Mindscape it was, it was pretty progressive and pretty out there mm. for my taste and I always tell myself you know when progressive bands do progressive music it doesn't lend itself good to a live show yeah it's true because when I write my metal music my mm. band I always like to be like all right guys this is for the live set it's not for the album kind of like how other bands i guess like lamb of god unearth like you always know bands that write tunes for the live setting yeah. because it's a different kind of exactly feel. so how would you put this new mindscape album in that grand scheme of things that's exactly the kind of direction i was even for it's like okay well they they we generally look at it in one way there are musicians who listen to music and then there's fans who just want to have a good time yeah i want to jump spin kick shit near exactly so you know we try to find that balance in between there where you could a musician will still appreciate it but uh at the same time um the average listener will just you know could nod their head to it and you know so you're kind of trying moment. to hit that so that your target market then because now you have to understand something it's already hard enough to sell metal oh, yeah. <laughs> to any trinidadian who are you guys trying to buy and scrap i am Old battery buy it. Yeah. <laughs> we um who are you trying to target right now in this basically the, the typical minds? Who's going to want to listen to this album? That's a good question. But um generally speaking, it would be anybody in the local scene. Um because we have fans from South, we have fans from the the Central, we have fans from the West, these, you know, there's a we have a, a, a very decent mix of crowd. Yeah. Um well fan wise. Um, so people who listen to like that corn and then have people listen to like pixies so you know it's like yeah it's yeah strange, I, I guess so mix. like i don't know let's use an example let's say lynchpin all right yeah millennial holocaust is yeah. on the scale of casual to the extreme it leans more to the on to side, the extreme yeah. side mm-hmm. um now i don't know how well millennial holocaust has sold mm-hmm. but lynchpin are still getting pretty big gigs and they yeah. have a decent size yeah oh. they have a decent size for them, yeah. so do you think that mindscape could recreate that or are you trying to go in a completely different direction as in like this is supposed to be our international sound to push outwards yeah well we try to for, um, find our own niche in a sense um being that well com- in comparison to lynchpin lynchpin have their 
hardcore followers and then they have the people a little outside the spectrum who will still enjoy the music mm-hmm. whereas with us uh we have probably like 10 10 hardcore followers <laughs> but a lot of other people from nine after world. this podcast yeah <laughs> god damn it, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> then they have like a lot of general listeners who enter music like you'd hear like suka musicians like us you'd hear you know people who enter reggae music like us which, which which is the which is the weirdest thing yeah because um I jokingly pushed a uh, Mindscape meme on my um, on my Instagram at time, and I was saying like, mm. yeah, 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 you know, Mindscape, Skyrock, and somebody just completely random saw it was shared, and they're like, um, you just playing Mindscape or what? And I was like, <laughs> like this is in my store, okay. like completely random, seeing James. You don't know like the last Word? possible people you would think would be in South Far Rock. She'd be like, you just playing Mindscape, right? I was like. <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm and, that member and the, the reaction is like you're all you're real hard I was like thanks and, uh, I could I couldn't name my Mindscape so off the top of my head but you know but no but it seems to me that like um, Mindscape has that kind of like appeal mm. yeah. in the sense that like musicians like Mindscape because it's like a musician band yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you, you sit down and look at something like Dream Theater. Dream Theater is a musician band. You can't... Yeah. Nobody in their right mind who plays an instrument, like, who doesn't play an instrument likes Dream Theater. Mm, that's true. Not saying anything like that about Mindscape. So, what are you trying to bring to your live show? Trying to pick your brain a little bit to see you guys... I mean... This, well, a live show... Well, back in the day, I used to be a pretty... Decent front man, I would say. I was a lot more energetic, but I got fat and old. And right, when you had the weave. <laughs> when I had the weave, yeah. When you had the weave. When you <laughs> Un- had the weave. Unbeweavable. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a, a lot of presence. On when you stage. play with Vox. You want to play with Vox and something. I, well, I'm trying to bring that kind of vibe straight back, you know, into it. Like, we have elements in these songs with, like, breakdowns, and we have some hard-hitting songs that would just, like, get the, the crowd involved. Cause, get the vibe, yeah. Yeah. Um... So live-wise, we try to give a, a, a visual show as well. We like, you know, projectors out there um, showing artwork, that kind of vibes, and light show. And eventually, if we can afford it, probably fucking, like, flamethrowers. <laughs> flamethrowers, you know? yeah. Shots with laser beams and things. Yeah, right, yeah. I get you. No, no, no. But you're pushing, you're pushing the live show. And this yeah. is, you know, this is something that comes up on this podcast all the time. It's mm-hmm. like value for dollar mm-hmm. when you pay to see a show. Because you've been in this a long time. You, you've been in a couple of bands. Yeah. So in 2012, you pay $60 to go to a rum shop to see a band. Yeah. In 2019, you're paying $100 to see a band in a fancier venue, but it's still a rum shop vibe in the sense <laughs> that you ain't getting nothing more for your money. Johnny Walker Crew, also known as White Oak. White Oak. <laughs> no, but I understand what, what you're trying to say. And like these things cost a lot of money. But why do bands... Why do you think bands don't focus on the live aspect? I think um, a lot of us do it for hobbies and not really don't really want to reach each stage, I think, to be like rock stars, superstar status. So I guess a lot of them just do it for fun. Then the ones who are actually serious about it, they don't have a lot of revenue to throw behind it, generally speaking, because as you know, Trade, as I just said, Trade, I don't really have a big market for metal or progressive the local metal scene, or anything, local like scene that. Or anything yeah, yeah. generally. Um, even if it's just an alternative one, you might uh, like the largest crowd I've seen in Trinidad was in terms of local original music. Was I think Privé they had like two thousand, probably two thousand people around that. Privé, 
How long ago was this boy? That was a long time ago. That was, that like, was like 2008? Yeah, that, yeah, more than 2008. 2009, 2008. But then again, that, that was a different time because there was the great crash. Could be wrong about that, but yeah. There, I think I always like to call it the great crash of, mm-hmm. of local rock. It seems like it peak, 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 evanescence, and then boom. Yeah, it, it just crashes again, it yeah. fell off the face here because mm-hmm. we, there was a point where we had big international acts. Because mm-hmm. you and I have had this discussion already about like how come we don't get more international acts in Trinidad is because there is no market. But there was a point when Maroon Five came, yeah, and then year after you had Evanescence in yeah. Hazy Crawford Stadium, which mm-hmm. Hazy Crawford on a good night could be close to thirty thousand capacity. Yeah, at least the seating is twenty five thousand, and this is mm-hmm. people on the field, so it's a fairly sizable yeah. venue, and you can't get any old rock band to agree to come into somewhere which you're not if you don't mm-hmm. have a market like that. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying. So, I mean, I have a feeling, no, this is completely my opinion, but I mm-hmm. think that it's starting to come back. However, it's quickly starting to spread itself too thin. Yes, it's possible. Like, um, what, what a lot, something that really kills the scene is that because we have such a small crowd, a, a small crowd of hardcore followers. They'll always have the, the interim people who will jump in and out, jump in and out. Um, is that the frequency of shows and li- with limited crowd and then um, the same bands is that how much times you really want to see How much times you want to see the over. same set? Yeah, exactly. With the same songs and that kind of thing. I'm, I mean, it's not, it's not, I'm not bashing any bands or anything. I'm just saying that's just the reality of You it. feel free to share your opinion. Yeah, that's no, just, nobody's going to get offended inside. Yeah. It's... it's General emission, goddammit, is in the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I get what you're saying yeah. because it's like it you start to spread yourself thin very quickly because mm. I know with my band, speaking from experience, there's only so many 45-minute sets you can think of to get ready. And if you have a show every month yeah. or sometimes two shows in a month, mm-hmm. You're going to have to make a compromise where you're like, well, I just don't have enough time with my schedule to to plan more shit in. So, your album launch is scheduled. Do you know the bands yet, all of them, or do you just have like one or two you could pluck? Well, uh, yeah, for sure we know Coin is in. in Well, well, that's a big pull. Yeah, um, Upset the Order. Still has to confirm, but generally the, the response was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Borokit. That is um a good friend of Buck's band. Yeah, so. yeah. That was a project that was supposed to be they're waiting till they announce themselves. Yeah. Well, that, well, spoiler alert. Well, obviously, they'll be the opener. So. They yeah. all, Tanks, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Just lay it no, on we'll have, we'll have We'll have more shoes. <laughs> I know, I'm not disputing that. No, but no, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's I understand, but you want to have a good metal show. And you know, yeah. you have to have that South representation because mm. that. Burakrete is clearly the South Pole. Yeah. And and you need the people to come from the South Pole. Come, come in and um, well, upset the other West. Yeah, I know. I mean, and you, you, had a, you had a rock. You had a, a venue for a while. Yeah. So you basically yes. have an experience when it comes to planning shows. Uh, yeah. How much difference is it planning in somebody else's venue versus planning in yours? It's a lot simpler because um, the method I'd use is that, okay, I have a venue. You want to try a show? You take everything from the door. That's yours. I'll just... You know, accept bar sales. You plan your show. I will probably help you out with the sound system. That's fine. And But the brunt of the work was done for, by the artists and the promoters 
to throw these shows mainly because um, I think if you as a band want people to come to your show, you have to sell your product, and which your product is your shoe. Your tickets. Yeah, so do your job, basically. <laughs> so what do you think about, um? so do you think that's still a sustainable model for bands if we have shows, where, like basically people spreading themselves thin? Or do you believe that like, basically you have a bar, so I pay a band of that rate to come. Mm-hmm. And then based on their pull or whatever, to sign them a second time, you'll pay them yeah. money. Yeah, um, well, I guess everyone would love to do that. And some people can do it. Like, say if I have a coin show or, or somebody I know who will pull, I know I would pull at least 150, 200 people guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I would mind paying the band. But then um, it doesn't always work like that with a lot of the other bands. Like, even if we go to a vintage show, I would rather sell tickets and keep the money because I would make more money like that. How do you figure? Well, the revenue that... Uh, I, I don't know uh, what other businesses or bands or bars bring in mm-hmm. when they train shows and thing. I don't know what their revenue is like and thing. But from my experience having a bar is that we were basically going month by month. We weren't making that much money. Um, and But... You know, we again niche market rock and roll scene, and yeah. my location, well, the initial location I had was pretty good. We were making money there. Mm-hmm. Then when we moved to another location, because we had um some falling outs with the landlords of the initial place, as always is the case with everybody. Yeah, and then um it was making sense um financially or time wise or anything. So we just said, better we just lock it off. Maybe in the future if we find a decent spot or. So you, you know. it wasn't your bar, but you were running a bar for somebody then, basically. It was uh, basically a partnership, me and my brother-in-law and um, a good friend of mine. So. And then you split the profits three ways. Yeah. Uh, seems yeah. like it seems like a good. Would you ever say possibly you would possibly do it again or? Yeah. Uh, well, if the timing is right and my finances right, I wouldn't mind taking another shot at it. But definitely, the location have to be. Um, Convenient to me too, because you know, with family life, funding is. Oh yeah, no, I, I difficult. To- totally could get to family and stuff like that. But what's your take on like venues? Because you just saw a whole bunch of like, how, what do you think about the state of venues here? Like, we have I, good venues, you know, like we have like Black Box, so we have um like the Queens Park, uh, Queens Hall, sorry, Queens Hall. Um, Mindscape have... at Queen's Hall. Yes, where your fanciest, please. Fanciest, fanciest. Seven hundred dollars a ticket, sir. Formal shorts. Yes, we don't want to see any Metallica jerseys in here, sir. <laughs> please get some new attire, me lord. <laughs> no, but like other than that, stay ready because case in point, to have a show at Queen's Hall is pretty damn expensive. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it it's, it's a pricey endeavor, exactly, and it's yeah. not the kind of show you would want to go see a rock show at. Yeah, I don't want to sit down in an uncomfortable chair. Yeah. in Queen's Hall. Well, for two um, hours. Well, how Queen's Hall um rent? They have the main area, the main hall, and uh, and then they have like the side car park you can rent out, and then the oh. front car park. You use, yeah, so you know. Okay, so you can have that. a cool outdoor show like that. Yeah. So all right, so you would honestly want outdoor venues, like. You Preferably. would prefer an outdoor, but then again, an outdoor venue means you need to pull a bigger crowd. And hope the weather holds out. <laughs> yeah, it's the next thing too. Yeah. And you guys are having your show in the middle of July. And last time yeah. I checked, July likes to rain a lot. <laughs> but that's okay. Maybe we should make it a, 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 a cooler wet fed party. 
it yes. might sell off and you had to get some <laughs> beer and chew it. Yeah. And you could just call it um Soka Rock. Yeah. Eh? Marshall. Yeah, boy. Film video. <laughs> film a video. Make it go viral. And then you can have, you can start scalping ticket for $800. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. That's the formula there, you know. But I, I, I'll just love to see the face of the, um, like, Marshall fans. I, I'm sure some of them would um, like it when we open for Marshall. It'll be our album launch, but we open it for Marshall, right? <laughs> Your album launch. This is the ideal Mindscape album launch, all right? We, we have, yeah. first of all, we have We Are The Shepherd opening for Mindscape. But Mindscape is Mindscape album launch, but they also open them for Kessa Marshall. Yes. Queen's Park Oval. <laughs> yes. Right? Carnival Friday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All inclusive. Yes. <laughs> that is that is a sponsored by White Oak. The the best and the finest. When it pours it rains. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> make a hey, make make call some people for sponsorship, please. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Hugh, talk to your white oak people now because I'll, they, I'll you have to give them a plug. Looking at men like Nico who like own Digicel and, and shit, yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> They're real freaking Digicel people. You know, them fellas, when you stop giving me your free little data plan for my phone self to plug my podcast. Yeah. And, you know, and as for digital music, they himself want me on their podcast yeah, right if, now. If I get like a free um, data and, and talk plan, you know, Nico, um, I could probably like sell my, my, my airtime uh, on my phone. It's like, hey, my boy, you want to make a call? Five dollars. Yeah. Make some money. <laughs> I mean, I just sell parts, right? I mean, yeah. I, w- I would sell a little Mazda part or something, you know, just like a little live run to sell self, you know. I mean, yeah. GSUD quicker to give you something because they're government run, but you see these private hire people sometimes, you know, they're real stingy. <laughs> yeah, that'll watch it. That'll watch where you're getting money too. I know, right? They're, they're all the bubble that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's had to watch out. He's had to watch these things with these people, you know, because they go real, they go real shaft here when they're ready. Yeah. Nico. <laughs> He and Jared. Not, don't call, not calling any names. Not calling any Michael. names, but he's driving out blue Mars then. It's yeah. real shit. <laughs> Nicolash. I don't add him on, on um, Switch either, because yeah, anytime you play him in Smash Brothers, he's quit when he get any ass wash. Is that true, Nicolash? Very true. I call him right for him. <laughs> <laughs> call him right now and ask him. He'd be like, that's not true. Draw I'm lying. <laughs> I'll have to see a live. Yeah. So how... Um, so Vox, right? Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Vox because I remember Vox back in the day as one of the bands I didn't like because all oh, you were a bunch of freaking anti-war hippies. Mm-hmm. And you had a man on stage in a banana suit. Yeah. And then... Peanut butter jelly time. And you had a man on stage playing a crate. One to one of your shows and spent 10 <laughs> minutes. Crate is the baddest sauce. Heard five minutes, turned around and walked right out. I was like, shit, you're not. I forget what the venue was, but I went there. Because my one of my partners was like, hey, well, they have Vox boy. You know, they bring in, they real bring in hardcore to trade, like a real motion. Reach there, see a man in a banana suit and a crate. You know, you want to mush in a banana suit. Oh, it's no freaking mids. I turn around and I leave. I say, this is your fucking guy. Uh, I hang up my boots and trade that music for a good five years after that, you know. Sure, I see some of our outfits, uh, like suspenders, bare back with suspenders. Can I catch up on Well, there was a meme before yeah. a meme. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what it we, is. We was a walking meme. <laughs> a walking meme. But walk right now, I'm trying to tell the We Are The Shepherd people that we have to be a meme. Because we not. Yeah. Because right now, the fact of the matter that we have a rap artist in the group does already blacklist us from about 12 shows at East of the White House. Mm-hmm. You know, because our rap. So, you know, <laughs> that's already hard enough as it is. So we might as well just embrace the meme persona mm-hmm. and just run with it. It's actually pretty good marketing, I think. Well, I think... Um, like it, it could make or break it, but like if, if uh, like <laughs> I'm pretty sure 
Like, we was actually talking about Nico and me and Buck, and I was talking, I was like, Dread, we need to print some huge jerseys, Dread. <laughs> I, and, and he's like, and people, he's telling me, like, people uh, want, want to buy the jersey. I'm like, oh, are you serious, Dread? People like, want to serious? buy the huge jersey. I tell you, that all started because of one stupid picture, you know what? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, you, it you look like a to be on stage, you know? you're just, you're just, you're scratching your head. I was like, what? I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the crowd. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> when Buck started doing you just had to start up there and tell yourself, well, yeah. Well, right, just here you know. for style. You know? <laughs> yeah. What you had to do for your next show is take a kazoo mm-hmm. and just hum on the kazoo for a little bit during box over. <laughs> but make sure and do it like undertone underneath so that it annoys him and throws him off just a little bit and get, and get the yeah. drums to just slow down like a half beat. Yeah. Just to get to pick up the triangle or the piccolo or something. You know? Get a kazoo yeah. Because yeah. you could you get sneak the kazoo in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. And they could True. just pull it Convenient. out and then like just like just go off stage, like say you go to get water and just get a mic by the bar and just do it. And it would just it would drive buck crazy <laughs> It would. I'd get instantly fired out. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot fire you. They can't get a better memeable freaking run, man. True. True. No, but the, the meme <laughs> thing that's going on right now, I mean, I think a lot of what what's your take on like social media people? Like basically companies you're trying to jump on this whole damn meme thing to just get free shit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, I, it, you know, I, I think comedy is always the best route to go in terms of marketing because, you know, it could relate to a lot of other people who are outside the genre. Uh, so people are like, hey, this, this man on real shit was. <laughs> I just going to go to the show because this man's This is men on, this man on shit. <laughs> yeah, but then like, again, where do you draw the line as like a business between being professional and being a freaking meme page? Just be a good band. Just, you know, just, um, yes, we kicks in public. And fun and thing and all that online and thing. Yes, we our artwork will be serious in that 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 aspect of marketing. Then live shows of music will be good. We don't want to be like kicks and thing. We're taking music seriously. Taking music seriously. Yeah. Um. Well, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> have fun with it and just yeah. stop. Just don't be a freaking square about everything. Exactly. Because I mean, a lot of people take themselves a little too seriously. I think it's like yeah. <laughs> you try not to. Try, try not to go down that path the fact of the matter is we've been <laughs> on for three shows yet we haven't been banned I don't think I could join this good enough yet because like I ain't gonna lie when my mm. first episode aired I had gotten some messages from people like just randomly like one o'clock in the morning yeah. trying to explain something that was said on the, the podcast yeah. and I just wake up I read it like six o'clock in the morning I wake up I was check my phone I was like ask this man on horse and it's only until <laughs> it clicked to me like like, I talked to Aaron, he's like, oh, he sent you a message, bro, daddy. <laughs> and I was like, you? you know, I was like, was also, and then it clicked, I was like, oh, he probably got offended because something was said yeah. on the radio. I mean. I was actually pretty shocked that Aaron came out so straightforward. I appreciate it because he seemed like such a slight, like, real nice, quiet guy that, you know, just agreeable. And, and then he just came out and I was like, yeah, fuck everybody. It's <laughs> like, yeah. That was the bourbon talking. Oh, as, nice, as, nice. as we start to hit it back, because it's because it's a religious holiday today and we have both agreed not to drink because we're good conservative males. Yes. <laughs> Extreme right wings. Yes. <laughs> this is the Alex Jones power. Our info wars was. They're watching us right now. Hey, hey, turn that dog. You see them freaking, hey, hey, switch off that Yahweh phone, please. <laughs> Oh, Switch that shit off. Oh, Thank, you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But did you notice I put the camera up now? Mm. 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 
No, but if you sit down and think about the logistics <laughs> about it, the amount of bandwidth it would take for them to send the image from the camera is pretty a lot. They're probably sending streaming that fucking audio right now. Could be, could be. I mean, everybody's like to talk about the camera, the camera, the camera, but it's easier to beam audio, mm-hmm. like, within a, a second. You, you download yeah. an MP3 in, like, 10 seconds. You don't even know. Yeah. Even yeah. with, like, like the moon missions and then audio was the... Yeah, audio. So basically, it's yeah. not cameras you people need to worry about, you know. It's it's yeah. the damn speakers. So if you mm-hmm. want to put tape over your camera, you're not making sense. Mm-hmm. Put tape over your speakers. Yeah, <laughs> true. Because the image and then also like what they're going to do, oh, I'm filming his roof. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? It's yeah. like you have camera, you have, you have pictures on both sides. But yeah. no, the, the audio is what's going to catch you. Yes, and that's why you want data that, you know, you could use. If you see somebody like saying, I'm but naked in front of the like, hey, who cares? You know? Yeah, I use my computer naked, you know. But if you know, you take you take the words, of, like the speech of somebody, and mm. then you use it against them, then yeah. it's kind of a different seat. Yeah. Like that's what you know people need to realize. So, but on the whole topic of Trinidad scene, because now that we let's segue into Trinidad scene, mm-hmm. why are we so freaking petty as a nation? Was define petty? Like what do you mean? I mean, I find like there's so many things that we could be talking about. Uh, let's take, let's use the uh, Detroit ad local rock scene mm. as just our base group of probably about 500 people. Yeah. Out of all the things we could be talking about, like how you and I just had a conversation about improving your live shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The number one thing we're going to sit down and argue about is like, we should have no more cover bands. <laughs> It's a free country. People can do what they want, man. No, but you mean, it's yeah. like, I, I have a feeling that like, yeah. as, as so a, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, why do you think that is? That we seem to pick these pointless things to argue about. I really don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, uh, uh, it's, fu- it's futile. It, that kind of argument, it, it makes us like, yeah, well, I mean, people will like what they like and the only way to force them to like what they like is either you produce a, a better product, generally speaking, or... You market your stuff better, which costs money, I understand, and we don't really have that kind of revenue. But uh, generally speaking, people like what they like. If they like cover bands, then whatever. <laughs> yeah, know? but why should you like? Because, you know, I I mean, I, I even spoke to some young bands yesterday. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know, uh, these fellas, they just go have a bunch of cover bands at this show anyway. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah but why is that mm-hmm. a bad thing? Yeah, maybe you should have a cover band and... Uh, uh, original band. To know, be honest, up, or? I'll be honest with you right now. Yeah, I would prefer to see a damn good cover band mm-hmm. mash up tunes. Yeah, as opposed to uh, an original band with mediocre music. No, oh, yeah, that's actually a good point. You see, like you personally, you prefer that supporting something just for the sake of supporting it doesn't make sense because it doesn't help anybody. It just it's kind of like pandering. Yeah. Um, for with no with no real victory, because um, uh, real in the, the podcast with Ira, I realized it's touching on topics like um, people get offended easily. Like if if you crit- critique them, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's, it's, generally speaking, you want to help them, right? Yeah. And you you help somebody is by you know you know pander to them, you tell them as it is, you know. You tr- I'll try to say it in a nice way as best as I can. Stop lying to musicians, yeah, basically. You exactly. know what I mean? It's like yeah. come out and we have we have to be we have to be honest. And you know, I know you touched on something saying that how you know marketing and stuff. We don't have the money, yeah, to pay for things. How 
ever. Mm-hmm. If you put your money into professionals, you will in the end get mm-hmm. a better product. product. Exactly. For example, your album, mm-hmm. you sent it away to be mastered yep. by a professional studio. Yeah. You're going to get a significantly better product like that mm. than saying, you well, I'm going to try and master this myself. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's a sacrifice we made, decided to do personally. Um, we didn't, we, I don't think we take anything out of pocket. Every show we play, we just bang that money, bang that money. We throw our own shows, we save our money. I was like, most people, uh, I don't know how they would spend their money, but we decided that every all the money that the band make will will de- um, use our money to develop the band itself. That's a very good strategy and yeah. a very very good fine sound financially. Nico's all your manager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking Digicel financial advice. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I love Digicel. Please. Yes, 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 yes. Please, I have a Digicel phone actually. <laughs> I'm a long time Digicel user. Since yes, launch. You hear, you hear that, right? And he's in Mindscape now, apparently. So Yes, I am yeah. in Mindscape. I play guitar <laughs> for Mindscape. Lead guitar. Yes. The, the We should um, just get like two more members and be Slipknot. You know? Yep. yep Mindslip. Mindslip. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Mind not. <laughs> no, but that, I mean, define challenge. So you think that like, basically you have to reinvest mm-hmm. in whatever money. Because if on average you can make eight hundred dollars to three thousand dollars in a good show yeah right because ideally the worst possible show if you have five members in a band Mm. and everybody sells one ticket at a hundred dollars the least you can make on a night is five hundred dollars yeah which is which is not bad yeah if you do 10 shows and make five hundred dollars that's five thousand dollars but you could do plenty of things with five thousand dollars you can actually pay a proper designer to improve your image yep you can possibly invent in slightly better equipment or you can even do a course to learn how to properly stand out in a mix and plenty different options yeah i mean and i feel like we don't i mean as touched on the podcast video we really don't take a lot of time Mm. perfecting what we do that's true like the like i'm I'm, even i am guilty of that to some extent because i could be a better vocalist (laughs) but you know um Oh no 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 no! You, yeah. you are your own vocalist, brother. Yeah. You are you. You, you yeah. can't you can't you can't get better than freaking that. You know what I mean? It's I, like I, people seem to like it, so you know. I'll, I'll, I'll go if with it, it sells, yeah. if, if it works, I mean, and at the end of the day, a vocalist perspective, like how much are you really going to practice without shooting out your lungs? Yes, you can take proper vocal lessons, mm-hmm. but at the same time, too, when you go into like a studio, people don't realize that you do probably about 60% of the work. Yeah. And then the engineer will probably add the last 40 to make you go over the line. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, The same thing applies with... Oh, thank you. The yeah. same thing applies... Best yeah. mug, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in case you didn't know, we just got um delivered our very, very sober, clear beverages. <laughs> when it pours, it yes. rains. Cheers. 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 Mm. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. <laughs> Pinky of... God damn, that hits the spot. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Oh no, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. You see, I, I probably should drink more water to be. <laughs> Vocalists <laughs> need to keep hydrated. No, but that's the yeah. thing. Like, people don't realize that the importance of working as a team. When you mm-hmm. when you pay money for a good engineer and you pay money for a good yeah. product, you get that money's worth. Yeah. 
And you know, the thing is that we have a, we have a immense amount of talent down here musically, yeah. I mean, even the local rock scene, we have an immense amount of talent. But yeah, we do. It's a but it's like it's just a certain barrier we just can't break. And but Lynchman actually doing some great work, I would say, um, with getting out there. And, you know, and much respect to those guys. Yeah, you they know? get they get their foot. They basically say like what when I spoke to Jiggy on here not too long ago. He said basically mm-hmm. he's. They're trying to pave the way for everybody else. And that's a great, that's a great initiative that they. Which is which is good because yeah. right now on Kin Sound System, I believe, and anti everything, they're going to be touring. Yeah, so Europe. yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. bands are jumping over to Suriname and Guyana to do shows, mm-hmm. and then we have this whole Cuba thing coming up. Yeah, it's it's good that we, we we're actually getting markets outside. Yeah, it's true. I mean, um, who would have dreamed that a band from Trinidad playing Wakan? Yeah. That's crazy, right? Who, who would have right? thought? But even self, you know, I mean, there there have been bands made from Trinidad do tours in the United States because Orange yeah. Sky at one point was touring the States. That's true. They they um, were a band that stood out. Um, they were the locally. only one. Um, Insert Coin did some shows in Los Angeles yeah. and stuff like that. They opened they opened some big shows mm-hmm. in the early two thousands. But again, like I said, it peaked, 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 then fell off. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's hard because. Yeah. I really wish that the scene was a lot more vibrant like this when I was younger in terms of accessibility. Yeah. Because it seems like now, if you're an up-and-coming band, you can kind of pull some shit together if you could easily get your music out there for people to hear. Oh, yeah, the amount of different platforms you could get music out on is exactly you know, amazing. Like, you know, by the push of a button, my podcast made it on seven platforms. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, you can hear it on anything. But, you know, if you can, you can basically right now, because it probably I think in the past like six or seven or eight years that recording at home has become so affordable. Yeah. It's studio grade stuff you can get cheap and there are tutorials all over. Yeah. We actually, um, all the tracking we did was on a, a Mac, a, a laptop. Yeah, a laptop. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I saw the pictures in the, in the behind the scenes Instagram, Mindscape. Ooh. My escape laboratory Secret on stuff. Instagram. <laughs> you can see Hugh actually standing up an attic with a set of blankets on the wall. Yes. Tracking vocals. We, we were just kind of trying to hide out from the neighbors, to be honest. No, but <laughs> you see little things like that, like hi- yeah. hanging blankets on the wall damp and so on. That's, That's right. stuff you're able to That's find right. now on the internet, readily available. Back in the day, in the early 2000s, when I was gigging hard and stuff in the States. It's like, you mm-hmm. didn't know that shit. And you only learned that like you went into the studio and you asked a question like, why do you have blankets all over the place? And the guy, sound guy watches you, ah, trade secret. That's just a dampened sounds when you don't have one to put styrofoam. You know, put like yeah. shit all over the wall. It just makes it more dead. Exactly. But yeah. even so, because <clears throat> we're using tape, mm-hmm. you couldn't go back and listen to yeah, because exactly. the more you rewind the tape, the thinner it gets. Well, yeah, and quality. And then the quality yeah. deteriorates. It wasn't until I think we recorded for the first time we had a we rented a track recorder that carried a zip disc. Wow. <laughs> we Yeah. So how, old, a, how old are you? <laughs> I was born in eighty four. So All I right, was right. I was in my, my late teens then. Um this was a four track. It had four microphones. Okay. So we had two microphones. Mm-hmm. And we had this thing. It's like, all right, we had to record this song in order to get a gig. Vocalist, look at microphone here. Mm-hmm. And then we had another microphone in the basement and everybody put their amps around it, around the drum. 
Shit. <laughs> and then we press record and we live record that in two takes. And that, that was, was impressive. Man. That was the demo there. <laughs> yeah. No, but to get to that point, you had to train up because we only had it for one day because we had to rent it from a music store. Yeah. We had a zip disk, so we only had we had to find a zip disk and then to find a zip drive at that point to put it on to get it from the zip disk onto the computer. Wait. Look at how difficult that was. And then from the computer, you have to get it on cassette because nobody was taking CDs then. Yeah. I mean, they were taking CDs, but it was cheaper for you to get a stack of cassettes Mm -hmm. and just duplicate it. Yeah. Instead of getting, instead of wasting a set of CDs because you could have gotten like 10 minute cassettes or 15 minute cassettes, right? You Mm -hmm. put one song on one side and song on the next side. Yeah. Whereas instead of like getting a whole CD just for one track, yeah, you're burning an entire CD for no reason. And, and then, back then they were expensive as well. And so. also you had yeah. 7X, yeah. <laughs> 7X CD writers. So it would take about... I think of a CD would have taken about an hour to burn. Wow. Well, not even... And most times it wouldn't burn properly because you didn't have buffer protection. I remember this. I said, we, we looked through some amazing technological revolutions. I, I remember... You know, being young and playing Michael Jackson on vinyl and shit, and I'm like, wait, this real badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and like, then, you put it on 33 and it's like yeah. slow it down. It's like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, whoa, you hear that? Then it, then it feel like he's a DJ and then you damage your records and get ass cut, you know? <laughs> yeah, you scratch records. You, you scratch records in your father, please. Yeah. I was smarter than freaking that. Was. If I had really tried that with any of my mother, like Millie Jackson records, I would have get slapped off. <laughs> I do, kid. Yeah, for real, eh? But um, it's funny because now that we have these, because I just listened to um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think some video that we were talking about the recording of Master Puppets mm. by Metallica, the track itself, and the the engineer had a book with all the amp settings written down, like he actually drew out the knobs. In order and wrote it all down really? by number and like then he had his preamp where he put his tone there and then he put this so he had all the settings written down mm. to make it universal on the whole album. All right. Because remember cool. you record one day and then you record yeah. guitars the next day. You just make a, that slight change with us for everything. <laughs> and yeah. fun fun fact that I never knew before that on the song Master of Puppets, mm. they recorded the guitars on tape. At a slower speed, uh, and you detune the guitar, and then they sped it up. Wow, that's crazy! <laughs> but yeah, I never crazy. knew that. So, like, that's why Master Puppets hit so hard because the the guitars in the back, except us, except us. Well, no, but his drums <laughs> on that album are very well tuned and very, very, very clean. Yeah, yeah. that's his best sound. That's his coup de gras of sound. Next okay, to Saint okay. Tanga, of course. In terms of like um quality drum sounds, master puppets is Boom. it. Boom. <laughs> the um the lavender rhythm section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like little tricks like that in the studio. I mean, like you wouldn't know that, but now you do. I didn't know that as a kid because I just thought yeah. like, oh yeah, these assholes played this yeah. so fast. Why not? They use tape. They slow it down with speed and back up in the mastering process. Yeah, it's, a, it's a continually, it's a continuous learning process because and, yeah. I mean. Every time we went to the to track something, we'd learn something. I'd, maybe I'd learn how to carry a note better, or Buck would learn how to track something. He'd put some kind of cup over the fucking mic, or, you know, just try shit out, you know? 
Like, with, like I, I remember him. Like, um, they say, try this shit out. And it's like, I'm going to hold this mic. And then shit, get up while I scream and all that kind of shit. And I was like, I was like, well, So you spend all the money on the Mac, but you spend no money on the plugins, basically. Nah. He had, he had <laughs> the only plugins, right? So, well. BitTorrent. Cover that shit up. Oh, these mics are not by Yahweh, by the way. They're no, by nah. some other company. Um, <laughs> probably listening on this too for all i know hey what's up guys everybody don't worry about us mr fbi man we don't do any torrents here another disclaimer yeah we we just we just you know normal guys with normal jockeys and trying our best yeah we don't we don't we don't teeth nothing like that yeah the only people that is teeth in Trinidad and tobago is the government yeah nobody else if we're not looking, we could go and check um, Kita Village. Yeah, we go buy Kita. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't realize that Matthew has brought roti for my wife today. Yeah, it's good to see of my mother-in-law. Yeah, some good roti. Now, I don't get any because there wasn't enough for me, which is sad. <laughs> but he still makes a wrong turn and ends up by Uncle Keith's house. <laughs> and calls my phone and says that, um, you know, uh, outside a big... A big bush. <laughs> uh, what you call it? A hedge. Yeah, a giant hedge. A hedge. Use the white boy term, a hedge. Because you know when they come to the West, they automatically give them these new things. A hedge. Yeah? Start saying things like, father, father horse, bless. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to that new Sizzler Kalonji album. <laughs> I should have have you ring me man for Kimbell. I should have I, said, go, go yeah, ring me bally, Z. That and would see have been an extra, excellent intro, actually. So, anyway. yeah, yeah, just forget, forget, and answer so, Keith. That's from my butler, Keith. I didn't, uh, and the thing is, I didn't know. <laughs> like, I didn't know your dad's uh, name. I don't know your dad's name or anything. That's why you could be like, well, yeah, my dad's name is Keith. Just yeah, answer Keith. Just answer Keith, you go lay inside. I just be like, wait, it's my real papers. Wait. Oh, this man, father, look like Keith Rowley. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I think he come outside and ask him, what are you doing here, boy? <laughs> um, well, oh, shit, I work with some sponsorship letters. Oh, would you like to sponsor my bands? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like Casa Monpain, don't know what. <laughs> That's a deep political trope for those who are into those kind of things. But no, but all right, but let's, 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 let's shift gears for a little bit here. So you, you, you are a married man with, yeah. with, with a lovely wife and two kids. Yep. Right? How do you still find time to play with Buck and them when we come lots of arguments <laughs> straight off the batter yeah, of, yeah. You, never, you, yeah. You, you ever get in trouble for being with the band please give us a story or two if you can but the thing is well, like my wife is a big fan of the music and thing but you know like especially during the album recording times and things it's like that was a long process and it took a lot of hours and a lot of stuff and you know sometimes the boys we like to get some drinks off that <laughs> you know, yes you just know, some of these you know, pale beverages yeah. that we have here yes. when they pour it wins <laughs> wins <yes. laughs> oh, oh no yeah, that, that war just kicking in right now mm-hmm. yeah but you know it we tr- try to make it we're gonna but at, at one point in time like during the process of the recording the album i was not working then so it was a little easier for me as compared to the rest of the band we, so we had a, a journey had to work around their schedules and it was difficult like buck we, we swear that buck is a hit man SVUs. Yeah. The like, man is yeah. never around. <laughs> yeah. He probably working for Yahweh. No, but no, but seriously, like how how has it been? Because 
your you have you just your wife just recently had a baby. Yeah, three months old now. Three months old, and that was probably in the middle of the track of the album. Or you guys were done then. Um, well, it's still, we still had like touches, a lot of touching up to do. Like I had to go back a couple, a couple of times to redo some stuff and then <laughs> put the yeah. cup on the <laughs> microphone, yeah, and shake it up, <laughs> shake it up. Because Buck realized that it didn't record good enough, so shake up that mic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just got. I mean, I can picture Buck. Uh, anybody who knows Buck, right? He's yeah. a very serious fella. You can picture Buck shaking up a microphone while Matthew yeah. is trying to track vocals. He's, he's a serious guy about he's his art form. But he's real kicks, sir. Yeah, I know he's that. Real, I, trust yeah. me. You know, Buck and I wouldn't get along if we didn't talk <laughs> yeah. like this. But when but, it comes to crunch time, he's. Like, no, I, and I appreciate to... it because, you know, to get a good quality product, you need somebody like that. Every band, it, you know? every band needs that one person to push, or else yeah. it'll be kicks all the time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's probably why some of the creatives get burnt out so quickly because, yeah. and it is a very mentally um, draining process. Mm-hmm. It is like um, you'll go home and yeah, physically you'll feel tired. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll just be like a yes, and maybe just you know just want to chill out after all that. So, so advice, advice for um Hugh's future daughters. When you all get old enough, don't date no man and no from band and no band. Yes, because that that is trouble. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a headache. It's a headache. <laughs> so, no, but she, it's good to see that the the wife has been supportive and stuff, and that's cool that she she likes yeah. the music and does throw down any mosh pit. So, so I know for yeah, a fact she's, she's like jumping the pit and kick down people. Well, yeah. Well, I know for yeah. a fact at home you get your ass <laughs> bust all the time when holy, you come home late. Holy, holy. <laughs> kick you up on the head and slam the hands on your tail. <laughs> no, but raising two daughters in in today's society society must be mm. pretty freaking intense. I mean, it's scary. It's scary. Yeah, they have smartphones or anything. I, don't know. I mean, how old is your eldest? Five. Five. Right. So she what, knows how to use a smartphone already. But so you know. what, at what age are you going to give her her own smartphone? Forty. <laughs> Forty. That's a good age. Forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, then well, again, reasonably, um, I guess secondary school because you know we don't want to keep in contact with her. That's if we have smartphones then. then you know, yeah, probably we like know, air plugins. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. We have the freaking chip in your ear right now, listening it's, to exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Get your brand new daughter from China. <laughs> <laughs> the land of the rising sun so, by Yahweh. <laughs> I think that's the next country. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, alright. I am sorry. I'm sorry if I have offended anybody in the far east. I apologize. So China's not the land of the rising sun. That's that's please clearly don't take over. us. Please don't take over Trinidad. Although you are right now. Please but, don't do <laughs> No, but if you sit down and think about it, I think Kuva North is the land of the rising sun because that's the Sita Baz. Well, you, true, 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 true. That's true. what I was referring yeah, to. I was yeah, not yeah. referring to the far east. <laughs> Thank you very much. Why are you gonna be so racist, Matthew? God damn it! Everybody's a little racist. <laughs> Just a little. Bit. Just a little, no, but I mean, at that point, like technology, like how do you handle technology as a father with kids? Um, I know this is kind of a serious question. I actually encourage her. I encourage them to use it. How has it been in school? Because I'm sure, like she, everybody has that kid friend that has like. A, I know they have a, a computer class that you know. They, I think it was it optional, was it? No, I think it was. Um, I think that shit's pretty standard in now, the syllabus. Matthew. Yeah, in the yeah. syllabus, basically. Well, it was kindergarten, preschool. I'm pretty sure I didn't do anything heavy. They probably just told them, there's a computer, and that's a keyboard, and that's a mouse, or something like that." You know? And this has RTX. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. <laughs> no, but like, um, apart from that, like, because I have friends 
that have kids mm-hmm. and they're always like you know, kids nowadays just don't learn like long ago. Yeah, we say they, yeah, and they and like on smartphones and like playing playing like fucking crazy. Fortnite and shit like that. You yeah. know, and it's like, so how? What have you done to make sure that your kids can enjoy the shit that you enjoy when you put it on the table and say, "I see." Yeah, shit. like sometimes I'll be playing my PC games or thing. I put my daughter on my lap. Like, let her press the buttons to, like, shoot and <laughs> so, you know. So, that's your that's excuse for getting your ass handed to you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, daughter yeah. was playing, guys. Yeah, it's okay. she was playing. She was playing, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's why I died 100 out of, like, all. <laughs> so, you'll, you'll let them listen to Mindscape? Yeah. Uh, she actually likes um, some of his songs. She knows some of his songs. She'll, she don't know the words, per se, but she knows the melodies. And he, because a lot of times, like, if I have to do vocal warmers and she needs well, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Do my little training. It's like, that's the best time to practice for me in the yeah. car because I'm not scared any neighbors. Sometimes the people in traf- at traffic stops will look at the yellow funny. <laughs> like, what is that man on? <laughs> With his big fancy van. Don't look at him. <laughs> He's clearly got something wrong with so him. That guy probably owns a company and he's really angry with his he's employees right now. Every day. He probably works with Digicel. Yeah. What the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, he just tried to understand why did he... Somebody probably called him and asked him why the internet so slow down. Yeah. Nico. No, but for you, family comes first. And I, I can appreciate that. I try, I try my best to do it, but, you know, it does, uh, sometimes I... I do be, uh, I am a, a bit selfish. So right? wait, but, 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 but clear, like, clear, clearly the yeah. wife wears, so you have to be good cop or is she like bad cop? Because you know every parent has to be good cop, bad cop. Yeah, we, we try our best. Well, um, but she's bad she's cop, She's generally a, a very well-behaved child and we don't have to do much, you know, intervention. But she will have a meltdown or something. That so you have you guys decided who's good? Well, clearly the wife wears the pants in this yeah, 100%. relationship. So she's bad cop. Actually, she she's real baby than baby. <laughs> real baby oh, so baby. it's only you who just and, get put in place. And then I'll be like, no, we need to like put your foot down. And then I'll be like, baby, you okay? You wanna, you want a toy? <laughs> <laughs> this is like this guitar. My buck, this is from Uncle Buck. <laughs> so, but um, I guess we kind of mix the rules now and again. Yeah, kinda so jump you, you in had between. you had to get that balance going on. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I can respect that. And that, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And any advice for anybody who wants to have kids? I have one for them, don't um, you? But I mean, from your perspective, as somebody who does have kids and is not avoiding them like plague, like me. Um, <laughs> I have on 10 condoms currently. <laughs> I am on male birth control. <laughs> I'm going to um, cut my penis off. To be I practice abstinence. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, any advice for any up-and-coming fathers? Because right now, it's gotten to the point where the majority of the rock scene is dads. Uh, we have yeah, crossed a lot dad of people, rock. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dad metal now. Dad yeah. metal. Big <laughs> metal. Um, advice. What I would say is that there's no, not never 100% time that you will be ready. Because it's a learn, a learn as you go kind of process. Like, you'll get advice from parents and all these and for everybody else. But it, a lot of things you'll learn the hard way. And you just don't get frustrated. You try your best not to get frustrated and at least be financially stable. At least? At least. <laughs> because kids are expensive. No, because I, I know people, like, the first thing this is, like, 
Because when me and my wife recently got married, um, I mean, say recently, like it was last year, but it's been longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing you do when you go to that family reunion after, mm-hmm. after your marriage, you know, cool. The first thing somebody comes and be like, apart from them telling you again, fat or whatever. Like, so when you're <laughs> yeah, having normal, kids, normal thoughts, yeah. when you're having kids, um, you know, when me being the, the Nico raised financially stable person that I am, mm-hmm. um, the first thing I'm going to say is, I can't afford to have kids. And nine times out of ten, somebody just turn around and say, why not? The money go come. Well, that's not very responsible, right? <laughs> but, but you know... But, you, but it, it could work in, in one or two ways. Like, some, like I guess if you, you really do love children, it could motivate you to push yourself harder in one aspect, but at the other sell side... Sell all the guitar things. Or... Oh, like, you will buy this. <laughs> Look at my children. Sell the Nintendo <laughs> Switch and buy the baby Switch for the baby. Like you, you have to know what your life goals are, and you have to know what you want for your family, for yourself, and you know, you know, it's a lot like marriage. You have to find compromise within yourself and with the people you you, you live in with. You know. So how long after marriage do you think you should wait for kids? Uh, that's, Ten years. That's <laughs> I think you're asking me this question is more on a you <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm 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 going to be very honest with you. In in mm-hmm. in, in my chain of siblings, uh-huh. um I'm the only one who doesn't have any kids. Oh, okay, okay. So you don't know already how mm-hmm. so parentals and everybody yeah, is. So when your, when um you yeah, know, when you is that <laughs> that's not my choice. I is not a junior. Yeah. I can't carry no baby for nine months, you know. <laughs> This is not my temple. I see, I see. Right? I am pro-life. However, <laughs> my wife can be pro-choice. We don't know. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's what we call a libertarian relationship. Uh, yeah. that's, that's pretty good, actually. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, because as you say, marriage is a compromise. Yeah, it is, it is. You know what I mean? Because I am a fairly conservative person, and I mm-hmm. would think that my wife sometimes is a borderline feminist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Just by the way, she's in the room with us, and... You're watching him cut, eh? Uh, I didn't see when he said <laughs> Oh, no, no, she always watches me like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, she, she's like she's like these two assholes what are they asked they told me about you <laughs> what the fuck they know about family values <laughs> one's covered in tattoos and the other one's wearing that jersey <laughs> so the listeners know that I am wearing a shirt <laughs> thank, thank, thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you who knows yes. how, uh, who knows where we'll go later on who knows <laughs> You see, as not one of those those rock men that does take off their jersey on stage for like you know for a scene, you know. And nor do I wear a vest on stage because I mean, as much as I want to push the sexy red man vibe, sometimes yeah. there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. After two, two, you can't do that. Yeah, I don't lock that off long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's why you get rid of the weave. <laughs> yeah, well, everything I take out all my piercings and everything. It's just like ah, let it heal up. Yeah, that's it. Time for you. You got you've converted to straight dad. Yes, dad man. So when 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 your kids coming out, she's like, I want to get a tattoo. Where you go tell them? Um, do well in school, I guess, and <laughs> reach the right age. And sure, no problem. And don't put it on your privates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is, is going to be the title of this podcast. Don't put it on your tab, your privates. Right. Write that down. Actually, going to write that down right now. Don't put it on your privates. <laughs> TM. <laughs> 
No, but I mean, it's like, because I, I really sit down and think about, like, um, the future and stuff like that. Mm. And I think bringing a kid into this world, this is my opinion, might be a little selfish right now because it seems like it's turbulent times that we live in. Definitely, yeah. Very, especially Trinidad by itself. With the whole mm. thing going on with Venezuela and immigration that it caught. Everybody seems to be angry about yeah. on, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. And we're there talking about, like, Creation in Trinidad and stuff like this, and the Veni, and this one's up yeah. on Jude, and they're taking me jobs, yada, yada. Yeah. The main thing that scares me right now is not that. Shit. The thing that scares me the most is China 2025. Yeah, that exactly. That They actually have uh, an agenda to run, to become the superpower of the world, and not, and uh, that's true, true. Um, I think it's um, financial means. I don't think it's just financial. I think China. 2025 is an across the board number one superpower to the sense that mm. um they are going to be the channel where the rest of the world looks yeah kind of like how the rest of the world looks at the united states right yeah, they now want that seat yeah china 100%. wants to and and that from I mean, they've already started colonizing countries through debt, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look at, I, mean, um, I don't know if you've been to Grenada recently. No, actually, uh, haven't been in since probably six years. Um, Grenada is having, first of all, they have the university, the SGU. So they have okay. a lot of foreigners come in, but there is mm. a huge part of the island that's in heavy development by China. And oh, okay. they have big Chinese hotels. And the Grenadian government is giving them anything basically like the cell not the country basically yeah. basically i think that's what's that china what <laughs> oh i'm sorry china built <laughs> half the place sorry my, my wife spent a lot of time in Grenada, so she knows these things i just drove past it and i see a big building with like you know china writing on everything and it's yeah. like china is basically kind of like culture that was in 2010 mm-hmm. when they were building napa yeah. And then Sapa, um, they had they were basically doing favors to Trinidad because mm. they wanted to be the oil and gas. Yeah, and generally speaking, it's not a fair trade in any by any means because, like, if you go to China to trade, you are required to um reveal all of your trade secrets. Exactly, people yeah. don't you know? realize that China doesn't play fair. They don't. They don't. Um, they have no um restrictions in terms of emissions, these kinds of things. They have n- nothing like that. And they will, they use that platform to basically just conquer everything. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was watching an infographic today on the internet that had the largest corporations in the, in the world mm. um, in a 10-year period. And yeah. the top ones right now are Microsoft, number one, Apple, Google, and then I believe Facebook is up there. One of the, one of the other like social medias. But about... Very close to Facebook, mm. you have Tencent. Oh, yeah. look at that. And then you have Alibaba. Mm, yeah, that's huge. That, and, and like, people people don't seem to realize that, like, what what Tencent is. Yeah. Um, For some perspective, for those of you who want to know, Tencent is that company that basically gets products into China. For example, Tencent is the technological company that's doing the Nintendo distribution to China. All right. They're kind of a big deal. You would think that like Yahweh and stuff like that are their big companies, but it's not. Um, everybody knows Alibaba is basically yeah. the gateway 
Oh yeah, and they they um, companies like that hide a lot of revenue, so they actually might be a lot more powerful. Yeah, that's it. You don't know, and people don't seem to realize. Like you know, we are we always like to talk about the United States media and stuff of that. Like, mm. but if you ask Trinidad any Trinidadian like who they would vote for, they'll say um I don't know Kamala Harris or Barack Obama. They they are yeah. more in tune with American politics than anything else. But yeah. uh, the average Trinidadian cannot pinpoint who's China's you know yeah president on they don't know we, they don't know who generally it is, weekend, and they don't know. realize the kind of influence that china has yeah in everything and i mean i worry about this because you know i am in a business where we've mm. been dealing with china japan singapore hong yeah. kong for years and in the past 10 years it has gotten very, 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 very competitive. For example, we buy from wholesalers in Trinidad because we don't like to deal up with foreign exchange support. Yeah. It has gotten to the point where these companies now know from our companies that deal with them that we buy X amount from them. Yeah. <laughs> so they call our work line direct. Because sometimes as we sitting down in the office seven seven thirty in the morning, they phone is be ringing off the hook and I pick up the phone and it's like, you hear it switch over and it's like, hi, I am Bob. Wait. Do you like to buy these filters? <laughs> and I'm like, wait. <laughs> and only to realize that I am talking to a translator wow, that's, that's like crazy. translating in, in real time and he's mm-hmm. saying X company gives you this price. We can give you this price with this so, so they they market into the world. They they're just competing comp- yeah. with a company. You're you're selling Trinidad sales have dropped because of the foreign exchange thing. Mm-hmm. You are calling the people who they buy from, offering them their line of credit, their markup, their price, no strings attached, and saying things like, "We will give you nine months advance." Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. And I sit down and I tell myself, I was just like, um, "Okay, Bob, um." I'll call you back. And I hung up before. Yeah. Of course, I should you not, three weeks later, this man comes inside with a card and he hands it to me. He's like, hi, I am Bob. Wow. That is crazy. A scary short little, short That's crazy. Scary. Now, you know my story. Yeah. Right. You know, and you know the kind, the people that's be inside there. This little tiny short Asian man in a shirt with mm. a tie walks inside, says hi. I am from this company. This is my card. We spoke on the phone. So is that man just crazily flew all the way? No, but this is the thing. They send their just feelers like, all over the place. Yeah. And if that happened to me, I'm sure that has happened in plenty of other businesses in oh, Trinidad yeah. and Tobago. 100%. And you see, we have, I would know this because I am in business, but the average Trinidadian, I guess the average person in general realize yeah, who not in business wouldn't really well not just you know. not in business but like say for example you order something off Amazon yeah and it magically appears on your doorstep mm-hmm. these people don't realize that sometimes that is a reseller from China yeah well. on Amazon that just basically they have a they have a warehouse in California yeah typically you could tell by the shipping times and that kind of stuff. Well, sometimes, yeah, when you say, like, it yeah. comes across in three weeks, like, yeah. you know, you think that it's, yeah. it's nothing. You know, oh, it comes three, but it's coming all the way from China. Yeah. So, 
I just think like that is a very scary prospect because China doesn't have free media. No. And they, you hear all these. Well, stories. they have a lot of skewed statistics about the economic and. It's like that, that bothers me because it's not my generation. It's the next generation that's going to have to deal with that yep. problem. Yep. I mean, not that it's a problem. It can be an opportunity, yes, but it can also mm. be a problem in the sense that do you want the superpower of the world to be the one who skews information and hides it from you? Yeah, with, uh, with the value point system, you know, the social points. Yeah, system and these kinds of like things. Like the, you know? the future, like the black mirror thing that they're trying to do, where basically you get social currency and mm-hmm. then you they exactly can limit you. I I mean I don't know. I mean, Mister FBI man, please if you're listening, <laughs> help. <laughs> no, because when I was growing up, the um the Cold War was mm-hmm. was that. Yeah, but the Soviet Union did not make the kind of money that China's making now. No, not even close. And and do you even have these conversations with your kids? Like, do you know it's like, hey kids, do you know where China is? <laughs> when they reach you right, right each other, I just, I'll, I'll let them enjoy the childhood for a while, and then I'll be like, all right, well, no, I'll because, just get them a little touch of information. These are things. These are things we need. We need. We need to sit down and think about because it seems like mm-hmm. if you places where we get information from, Google, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah. Right. To an extent, Instagram, and then we can say print media. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody wants to be an influencer. 100%, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you think you have X amount of followers, yeah. you have, you can you can be like, you know, this influencer. Who's, it seems to me like we're, we're naturally getting lazy as a society because everybody wants an easy way in. That's true. But the Chinese people think otherwise. Yeah, they believe in hard work. Is the mantra. You know, it's it's kind of funny that we were joking before we got started that like, you know, maybe it would be an okay thing for Trinidad to have some kind of state run media and that kind of job yeah. to, to, to motivate people. Yeah. <laughs> I will stop criticizing the media immediately. <laughs> like but that essentially that's that's how the government buys power. Yeah. That's true. By limiting information because like i told you like how my wife woke me up this morning with the whole independence thing Mm -hmm. for hong kong i mean because marjorie satcher signed the the agreement in 97 so hong kong will have independence for what 50 years okay um after that was signed the schools in hong kong had to start printing chinese textbooks and in the chinese textbook for the kids, like mm. kids your age, five years old and stuff, they're saying stuff that state run, single run, single state run governments are better because they don't have war and they don't have arguments. It's just one platform and you just go with that. Yeah, no, no counter forces. You don't, you yeah. don't have an opposition because it's not necessary if everybody agrees. It's true. Uh, that's that's what they said. Um. A lot of places where that are homogeneous in terms of ethnicity, in terms of um, ideals, mm-hmm. they can actually generally succeed as a socialist. Uh, well, pay heavy taxes. They still cooperate, but they have um, good healthcare, these kinds of things. Like Denmark? Yeah. But, Norway, Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. But they are capitalists, but they just have very high taxes. Well, they have high taxes now because they have the capitalist back. Exactly. exactly. So now they can afford it. to do it, yeah. And um, 
you'll fi- always find always find it to be a, a more peaceful country uh generally speaking you know better quality of life all around you know and um, but when you when you have clashing cultures and clashing ideals everybody's fighting for a string of this and a string of that you'll always find like um you'll always find the places being chaos like cities like um that have a lot of different cultures yet yes there are positive aspects to them but they are the negative drawbacks where it's difficult to function people generally don't trust other people even though they would say so people think in their heart you, you never know a man's spend, heart spend, spend a yeah. weekend spend a weekend in New York and I know exactly what you're talking about like you yeah. take like a, a cultural melting pot like that yeah every New Yorkman's vexed at everybody yes. for that same exactly. reason exactly and um, you know it, people generally uh, we, we are like islands but at the same time we, uh, that we need people you know we need us the that's why we like to live in our own house and we do like to live you know cramped we need different rooms even when you're married um with somebody who you care about and love imagine that you still want time apart from them sometimes you know yeah yeah. so when you that space exactly so when you try to force everybody together it's only going to create chaos because people like uh, sometimes neighbors hate each other so you know (laughs) no but i mean something i always think about um, if Trinidad didn't have the cleansing, mm-hmm. no, the cleansing is from Diwali, yeah, to Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That's the cleansing. After Diwali, you have Christmas. Yeah. After Christmas, you have New Year's. Then you have minimum five weeks of carnival. Yeah. And then it's back to life. Exactly. That's, if we didn't have that cleansing. It would be going crazy right now. <laughs> no, we would. If you, if you think we didn't crazy, have problems uh, before, yeah, we would have problems then. Yeah, because that's the one time everybody kind of starts to like each other, or at least pretend. Yeah, yeah, because 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 Christmas is like you know bring out my ham. I feel like um parang is yeah. parang parang is basically like how state media works. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. Neighbor, I I I bring out really? the ham. Yeah. I want my brush. You know, mm-hmm. drink a rum and a bunch of creme. And everybody believes that's what it's supposed to be. That's why Trinidad, Trini Christmas is the best. Yeah. Basically because it is force-fed into our heads. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Same thing with carnival. You know, put your hand in the air, get drunk, wine and jam, mm-hmm. forget everything. Forget your problems. Until Ash Wednesday. And uh, again, double-edged sword, you know, when you live just for those moments... That the rest of the year, you, you kind of lose the productive value of the rest of the year. But why if you, you try to have a fete every month? Well, they make money. Yeah. That's why, that's, <laughs> why carnival, money. that's why carnival is a business. Because I think... Yeah, carnival is a business. And, and in fact, I think it should be more on the private side than governmental. You know? I personally agree too. I yeah. think I think the, um, the masses would be making enough money to sponsor something. Yeah. The government doesn't need to spend close to a billion dollars. And they will get the tax. They will get the tax revenue. So They get the tax revenue and you can even offer tax breaks. Yeah. And still make a mint. Exactly. You know what I mean? But again, it's the hand of society that we live in. We we don't like Mm -hmm. to earn anything. I think now... Yeah, we don't have the concept of wealth creation. Well, this is the thing. We don't have that culture. I think think a lot of Trinities are watching what the Venezuelans are going through right now here. Mm Mm-hmm. And starting to understand themselves that this is what a struggle is. Yeah. Like, I come to another country 
Spanish is not the main. Exactly. I have to preserve my culture. Yeah. I have a bunch of ignorant people watching me and judging me a certain mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And then I still can't get a break because the minimum, the most, the maximum I can get is one year here. Yeah. And then it's back to socialism. Exactly. And it's, there's a genuine difference between people just trying to get into a country illegally and people going through a refugee crisis. Yeah. Yes. And um, they, they really have no, um, as comparative to the Mexican world, they have a country and you don't really need, you know, to force your way into the US. Whereas in Trinidad, these people are basically, they have no choice. They're fleeing. You know, they're, they're fleeing. fleeing. They're fleeing. It's kind of like yeah. how the Cubans used to flee Castro. Yeah, exactly. To go Miami. And they got the, you know, the, you know, yeah, amnesty. You, yeah, amnesty. And, and you stuff, touch yeah. land, you basically, they can't send you back. If you leave the boat and touch soil, they cannot send you back. Yeah, exactly. Which is basically that the United States basically have to harm mm-hmm. you, which is a completely different thing than what's happening yeah. on the Mexican border. And uh, it's a testament to just the difference in leadership because um, I remember watching this video with uh, between, um, I think it's the leader of Dubai and a Nigerian reporter. And the Nigerian reporter was asking him, why, um, what's the difference between, um, you know, how, how come Dubai became so successful? He said, well, look at Nigeria. Nigeria has immense resources, a lot, most, uh, one of the biggest oil producers in the world, um, like Venezuela, plenty of resources. Yeah. And the difference is um, Dubai have not even close to that amount. Yet still, they have first world, almost first world status. Beyond. Beyond, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dubai and is the next one in the past 10 years that just kind of... Skyrocket, yeah, skyrocket. out of nowhere. And um, he said leadership. Leadership is a big difference. You can't have very, a lot... If you have a lot of corruption in your government, your country will never see its way. Never see its way. I think I think that's one thing Trinidadians don't have a tendency to realize. The amount of corruption that we have here. Yeah. It is... We need top 10 in the world, I believe. Um, I believe so, but like you have to, you have to understand <laughs> the, the 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 level, yeah. Of, because a lot, a lot of Trinidadians are, are ignorant it because they don't know how proper governments work. That's yeah, true. Because there's corruption all over the Caribbean. Caribbean, right. yes. uh, basically, this whole part right there from Florida come down mm-hmm. to Antarctica is corrupt government. Right, I mean, let's, let's just let's just get out of it because no way, no way, no South America, yeah, 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 get, yeah. get them in. The- yeah, we're robot. Yeah, <laughs> Antarctica rise again. <laughs> no, but um, basically, what 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 I'm saying is is the mm. proper governments have checks and balances for these kind of things. Um, yeah. when you see a proper American government working for the U.S. government. To the fact that when they say you can't use a certain phone because it can leak information, you can lose your job. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know, if you have a government post in the United States, if, for example, we worked in the same office in a government office and we had this conversation about China and political leaning and stuff like that, yeah, we can both get fired. Yeah, it's true. It's to that point where it's you work for the government, you're neutral, that's it. Yeah. In Trinidad, if you have an uncle who's been in a post for X amount of time, you in life with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole line of family is uh, in for sure. Everybody's in yeah, for everybody. sure. Worse yet, Generations. if you have somebody who have 
minister family yeah. or donate X amount to a political party. Yeah. You're making that money back. As I'll say, we have two liberal parties in Trinidad and they have the same policies, just dressed differently. Well, I mean, um, it, it, it comes down, basically, they both play the race card because yeah, they exactly. want to know who will more likely support this one versus that one. Yeah. Indians and it's, and it's the easiest route to take as a politician. You, well, you jump in there and you, you give subtle, you know, statements that, you know, would play to, play to your power. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you look at the whole thing with um, the Google Analytica, well, mm-hmm. the Cambridge Analytica, and yeah. all the analytics and Facebook and stuff like that, and how they reports that that same company was selling that kind of data to the Caribbean from as early as 1999. Okay, didn't know that. Yeah, well, they use they have a series of different like elections and tigas. You know, mm-hmm. Trinidad twice. Okay. The most successful venture being 2010. Yeah. Where basically is because remember we don't debate issues here. We debate emotions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I can give you this time versus this time. We don't have a sit down. I think. Yeah. I think immigration is probably going to be the first issue that Trinidadians are actually semi polarized about. Yeah. Because it's have the people who are very open to it and have people who are very dead because nah, because because it's it in your all. face and it yeah. affects me and you. Yeah, exactly. As business owners, it affects me and you. Yeah. As people who are looking to get jobs, it affects me and you. Yep. As people who have to pay taxes, it affects me and you. And these yeah. these are the things that we need to start look focusing on as mm-hmm. a nation. I don't think we're at that point yet. Because even stuff like, you know, you look at our news. Yeah. Um, yeah, News agencies like TV6 asking, you mm-hmm. know, Venezuela woman on the side of the road, are you a prostitute? Like, you know, it's like so classy Trinidad. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's, that's super Trinidad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that's like super. before we focus on like the more important things, for example, like why doesn't anybody pressure the government on their stance on China 2025? No, nobody even barely anyone I uh, I think knows about China twenty twenty five. You know what the funny thing is I believe Charlotte Street Trace, what street is it in town that's gonna to become a Chinatown? Well yeah, actually I remember seeing an article yeah, on that. Charlotte yeah. Street is going to become an official Chinatown sanctioned by the government of China. Wow. Alright, cool. Um we're gonna start a little bit Mandarin and stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, we have to have them some Sundays, you know what I mean? Cool. I, I really do enjoy, you know, some parts of the Chinese culture, if you guys are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always did like that China basketball team, that Yao Ming, man. Yeah, you know, awesome, you, awesome. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. No, but you see, these are things that, like, it, it took, like we watch immigration because it's an easy topic yeah. to demonize. It is. Indian women are afraid that their husbands run off with Indian men. (laughs) Um, Indian men are worried that Indian that Spanish women bring it. You know what I mean? It's like people are worried that they start teaching Spanish in schools. But they already do. Yeah, but this is the thing. (laughs) These are the things that are here. It's it's in our face. And these are the things we want to focus on. However, the important things like, you know, our financial security as a nation... Yeah, like I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Like I have mixed emotions, uh, mixed, uh, not emotions, but a mixed view on it. 
like I would like to hi- help these people. Yeah. Personally, like with with uh, my family's business um at home, we hire a few of them, but they have the proper paperwork, everything. You Once know. you have your paperwork, you can get your job. That's yeah, exactly. the way I look at it. Exactly. And as always, you know, there's a look at this as a real life too. If you personally cannot take care of yourself, you can't take more burden. Yeah. Because it's just gonna get worse. Yes, and it's like um, we need to fix ourselves and then we can help anybody we want. Exactly. Know? But at the same time, too. Yeah. At, it, pe- the way people look at it is not like yeah. Trinidad can't afford it. This is the same country that spends a billion dollars on Carnival. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, like there's there needs to be that argument that needs to happen as well because yeah. budgets are coming up in September mm-hmm. and... The government hasn't given us an official stance on immigration. Yes, they say, oh, we're helping the people. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what kind of deal we have with our international. Yeah. With with Venezuela, we cannot press the government to ask them any questions about any trade deals. Yeah. We don't know what Maduro's stance is because Trinidad hasn't really officially given their stance about the situation in Venezuela. They said they're neutral. (laughs) They said they're neutral, but at the same time, too, if Maduro was to come and say, I'll give you $50 million, they'll take it. And that probably wouldn't look very good on the world stage. Exactly. And then you have people in the opposition who want to rub shoulders with people on Mali Street at the end of the day. Mm. You know, and it's like, it's just a clusterfuck all over the place. Yeah. But well, and the thing is, we do have decent border control in the sense that, um, you know, being a small country, we don't have that much military might or anything. No, and, we are regiment. Yeah, we are regiment. But I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, be Ven- all that you I'm not saying like, oh, Venezuela <laughs> come in, invade us and take over. No, yeah, I'm I'm saying, I know what you're trying. That. Yeah, it's not like that. It's, that it's difficult to control the influx. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's all we need to do. Control the influx, get the proper people get, go in. You know, that's, you know, the best way we could do yeah, it if we want to help them. Hypothetical situation, if 5,000 immigrants were to come yeah. in with weapons and stockpile and then try to overturn the cargo. They could do it. Yeah. They could do it. Easily. Not saying that we're asking that for Mr. Yes. FBI, yes. man. This is just all <laughs> hypothetical. Yes, hypothetical. And we face a, a, a lot of different new problems now because, um, you know, we had unions that ran potential big business in Trinidad, you know, steel companies, all these things. Then, um, BP, uh, I remember reading BPTT considering to dive out probably because they're running out of, you know, these kinds of things. And they they are one of the biggest tax contributors, payers of the island. Exactly. And so the, these are some serious issues that we have to look at currently. Um, we don't like know what the, that, how that will affect. Because it's the thing though, because we're, 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 I think that Trinidad is, people like to say Trinidad is not a real place, but Trinidad is a very real place and it's like, <laughs> It's it's real life. Facebook is what it is. It is. And <laughs> the media are, is the moderators. Mm-hmm. And basically what's going on with them is they're just... They just want to sell us articles that we will share mm-hmm. so they can get ad revenue. Yeah. At the end That's of the true. day for them, it's just a business. If they can boast and say, when we posted this article in this month, we had 20,000 clicks. Yeah. We had this many click-throughs on this page. They're not telling you what the articles are, you know, as an advertiser. They're just saying, you can reach 16,000 people a month <laughs> if you put an ad on this page. Well, who are you reaching? <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, it's like for $100, 16,000 people can see. Because remember, print media in Trinidad is yeah. dead. Yeah. Well, it's not dead, but it's dying a slow death in the sense yeah. that we don't have 
Of course, benefit not really. We don't have real journalists in yeah. the sense, and we don't have proper mediums for people to sit down and talk. For example, if some of these editors and journalists were to have, like I'm talking about real hard-hitting journalists, mm-hmm. have like podcasts and stuff like that, where they talk issues, not on the radio, yeah. but like offline, online, uncut, yeah, and actually go deep into explaining these things. I actually um, was, you know, kind of when thinking about it, I've never seen a political debate between our two major parties. An actual platform where they sit down they with have, each other. But, but how could you debate if you're both promising the same thing? Exactly. It's like, okay, well, we promise you this free thing. Because and this one will say, well, we promise you this free thing. But, but, no, but I, this l- thing. I look like you. <laughs> this is the thing. our politics has always come down to this. He said this, she said that. Yeah. In this year, they did this. In that year, they did that, that. We can do this better. Mm-hmm. And whoever happens to get that, like, momentum. Yeah. To get enough of their people out to vote in whichever ways. In 2010, mm. it was the young people. They happened to hit the millennials. Nice when you will rise. And they do so. And yeah. the Facebook generation. And they hip and they cool. And they advertising yeah. on YouTube. And Manning and them just look really, really, really old. Remember, she wrote the wave of the Obama culture using the same strippiness that Obama did because Obama was also a Facebook elected yeah. president. But he, he, said, he, his marketing was already made for him in, you know, the, the first black president of the United States, well, the most yeah, powerful country one. in the world. And secondly, know, that alone to, sold. Secondly, too, he also was on a fairly radical platform. Yeah. Because he was pushing things like, you know, you need to reduce tuition, health care for all. He was a very socialist in that yeah. regard. And at the time, mm-hmm. given, not to mention that the 2008 recession kind of fell right into his hand yeah. because the whole um, AIG scandal broke in September. Yeah. Two weeks before the debate. And McCain was an idiot. <laughs> he didn't capitalize on that at all. No, McCain tried to play it in the middle and yeah. basically wanted to throw Georgie under the bus and that's why he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. Same it thing. Doesn't seem like a very trustworthy guy. He goes shifting sides. Well, press F for McCain. Yeah. <laughs> <not alive>. yeah. <laughs> but, and then same thing happened. Nice. <laughs> same, same thing happened with Mitt Romney. Rip Nonry didn't want to press mm-hmm. Obama on because he won the first debate. Yeah. But he didn't want to go after him in the second and third debates because he was quote unquote losing the middle. Yeah. But as the the Trump election showed everybody, that's not how you get elected. Yeah. Because a lot of the people who voted for Obama voted for Trump. Exactly. And people so, don't seem to realize that. Yeah. And that's the same thing that happened in our election too. Mm-hmm. The reason the People's Partnership couldn't get reelected is because the people that voted for the People's Partnership went back and voted for the PNM. Yeah. And the rest just didn't bother to vote. Yeah, thank you. Because when you give somebody a promise and you don't fulfill, yeah. you, you make your political bed and you just had to line yeah. it that way. And that's basically what and happened. When your platform is at, hey, everything free, I mean, it sounds good. After freeness. It's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it sounds good. We would like to, we would like, love to live on a utopia like that, but you know, reality wouldn't let that happen. Um, I was always referred to Thomas, so he's, he's always making us a, a very important question. How much does it cost 
But what people don't realize is not just a monetary cost. Because yeah. there are th- other things you have to consider um, besides natural resources, the human aspect of it. What will it cost, you know, in terms of um, population, decrease a large population centers dying out, um, you know, how much how, how much production would be halted and how, how will um, our population growth keep up with, um, or how would our production keep up with our um, population growth when you're giving away everything for free? Well, I mean, yes, like, think about it on a smaller scale, sure that. For example, yeah. look at Carnival. Look at the cost. We're not talking financial cost here. We're talking yeah. the human cost of yeah. Carnival in Trinidad. We shut down Port of Spain for Carnival Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Nothing can get done. Banks are Absolutely open, not. but you can't. No government office. Government office, and you can go in and file the taxes in government office, you know. Yeah. Nobody's there. Half of the offices there and getting to town in itself is a pain in the ass because everything block up. Yes. And it's like two hours, three hours of traffic just to Exactly. Well, they have parade and then going on, so you're not going to get no parking. Exactly. Um, They have vendors all over the place. Yeah. So you have an open chance for the unregulated sale of alcohol, unregulated oh, yeah, sale of basically people not paying the taxes, mm-hmm. unregulated sales of drugs. Yeah. And... You just basically have a, a melting pot of crime. Not yeah. to mention that every single police officer mm-hmm. has to be on duty. Ninety percent of them in borders. It's true, and the rest of the country is a free fall. The basically. rest of the country, everybody just kind of like, all right, well, yeah. cool, you know, you just do anything. <laughs> Lucky those. And, uh, <laughs> well, now it's gotten to the point where the week before, because where we live, yeah, there's fets every night in mm-hmm. Jacaranda. So, yeah, so that's, bef- it's pumping straight. Holy, but the week before. From the yeah. Sunday, nothing in the West can get done. Yeah. Especially all the way down Chagaramas. If you live in down there, horses is bumper to bumper traffic every night. Because uh, in, in the front of this highway here, he, he is here. Uh, and we be trying to sleep and a siren after siren. Uh, because you know the police had to go through the traffic. Yeah. You know, and... And it's, you know, one major way in and out, so, you know... I mean, uh, amount from the amount... Really that, the amount of money that we earn from Carnival, yes, I would love to see how much money businesses lose. Yeah, that's actually a very good, um, interesting way of looking at it. Like, how, because I know for our sales for that week... Plummets. If, if we do well, we do well after hours because we have the luxury of opening late. Yeah. But during the day... Most mm-hmm. times is a ghost town, and people I just see all open on holidays too. So. Yeah, 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 we don't close, but right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't close. We like to sell. All right, there you go. Well, so bringing all of this back, so Mindscape, yeah, getting ready for the album, self titled album. You're glad, you're pumped. What's the plan after the album is released? Well, um. After Hopefully the push launched. that album worldwide, you know, try to get it on as much platforms as possible, get it in the hands of the people who, you know, in the music industry, try to so do you that. Guys, you guys open to touring, like, outside Trinidad? Well, at this age, being a family man, I'm not too sure. I don't mind. I would love to play international shows, I think. But if, if, but the thing is that we'll have to literally start over, uh, meaning that, yes, we will have links, but that's why I'll tell Caribbean man's don't get is that when you leave Trinidad you might be successful here to a certain extent but when you go internationally you start and over start from scratch from scratch and you are going to throw yourself into a lot of debt 
and to get out of that, that you have to like tour and tour and tour play shit, shit show after shit after show after shit show open for a band that open that open that open exactly for free <laughs> at one o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> right show starts show starts at one you guys are on at 105 <laughs> uh yeah uh, big up to the chatter man whoa <laughs> you rock <laughs> now let's uh, <laughs> So it is a difficult, it's a it's a difficult question to answer. I mean, if we get to do it, I would love to do that. It's always been a dream of mine to some extent. I mean, that's why I get into music yeah. and band shit and to play a big stage. To and play a big like, stage. Yeah, I mean, if I play some international shows, I guess I'd be happy with that. But I, I guess if we could sell enough records worldwide through the different platforms, which we try to do, yeah, yeah, at least maybe, you could probably get a pull. Yeah, that could probably help us out. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, we could try that route. Um, other than that, we try to cut down as much shows as we play to keep to keep people wanting to come to our shows. That's because if we play too much, then people are like, eh, well, I hear them last week, so, you know. Yeah, we'll pass. <laughs> I got And they end up not coming. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think we might just chill out for a while, probably celebrate the album launch. It took five years. Have La Cantina interview. Oh, exactly. Yeah, uh, even, yeah just throw it in the car park. Mm. Yeah, it's the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> get the pizza boys and bring it there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All inclusive tickets. Mm. <laughs> you get We're, pizza. Or better yet, here's what to do. Here's what to do. Here's what you have to do. Yeah. Get everybody on the Cabo Star yeah. and play the show on the boat. On the f- boat. <laughs> why, why, why did I just censor myself? <laughs> on the fucking boot right, okay. <laughs> this is radio or what <laughs> you can say what you want brother man press F <laughs> press F for fuck <laughs> Hugh it's a pleasure 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 I should really wrap this up but it's a pleasure right. having you on it's no getting problem, late man. I want you to get home safely because I don't want you to get Thanks, spin kick by the wife yeah so there's there's a trend Smelling like like this nice tasty beverage of yeah, mm, right? water, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> water. Sponsored by H two O. But tell the people real quick where they could find you if they need to find Mindscape stuff. Uh, well, we have there's our Facebook Facebook page, obviously. Um, right now, we right now we're building our different media accessibility points. So, hopefully, by the album launch, we'll have our website up. You know, you could buy the album there. And uh, we'll put in on the platforms. We're going to Spotify, iTunes, you know, all the major platforms. Not digital music. Maybe. Maybe. Nickel. Nickel. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's always a pleasure. Love having you on. It's great. It's fun. Talk Good. a little politics. <laughs> Everybody, make sure and show up to the Mindscape show on July. What day is the show again? 13. 13th. Yeah, 7 sorry, p.m. I'm confusing this because there's another show the week before. Yeah, and then and there's one a, after. And yeah. there's a show the week after. <laughs> My band's playing a show <laughs> in the beginning of July. July is a busy month for us rock people. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, summertime, um, summertime. Summertime. <laughs> when the living's easy. <laughs> but you. No, but but look out for it. Um, only general people are going to have a exclusive look at the Mindscape album where I will give you my thoughts on it. 
before everybody else. Mm. Mm. Exclusive, exclusive. And maybe a certain podcast may be sponsoring some Mindscape stuff at the show. You oh, yeah, never well, know. Thanks, thanks to Chris, because he um, helped us out with some tickets, and we're going to ask him to get some more soon. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've never. Yeah. Did you know that when this is done, <laughs> when this is released, all those second batch of tickets would have already been out, Matthew? Whoops. <laughs> so your past, your future self is now telling your past self, it's been done. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Come on out to the album launch. It should be a good time. Yes, it will. 100%. All right. One last Nico before we go. Nico. Nico. Thank you for making it this far. Really hope you learned something from this conversation and I look forward to spending time with you again. If you'd like to interact and keep up to date with our releases, you can find us on Facebook by searching for The Only General Podcast. We are also on all your favorite podcast platforms, so make sure and subscribe. 